Hi guys and welcome back to episode 37 of the Ask Zophie podcast. Okay, I have two things that I want to share today in terms of my behind the scenes. Now, the first one, when I say I want to share, by the way, my ego doesn't want to share these things. In many respects, I'd much rather not share these things. But at the same time, my inner guidance is to share. And that's what I listen to. Because as I say all the time, I want to be helpful. I want to be of service. If I can uplift another human being, that's what I want to do. And that's why I share some of the things that that I do that are really very personal and authentic is to kind of to, to help you and just to break down you know particularly when I share about the things that my mind my inner critic says to me it's so that you listening feel better about the stupid crap in your own mind so just wanted to say that before I do share one um making a longish it's not that long but longish story much much shorter I met a guy a couple of weeks ago and I really felt a connection with him and I thought hmm okay could be something very guarded about who I let into my heart these days but I was optimistic anyway it it turned out that no it's he we're not right for each other and the reason I'm sharing it is even though Being in what I would call divine union is something that I deeply, deeply desire. And even though for a minute I thought maybe this could be someone, when it didn't pan out, I felt not one hint of disappointment. It just just wasn't there. All I felt was, this is my driftwood. And, And those of you that know what I'm talking about, or some of you won't, driftwood, being very succinct about it, is... It's a term that describes when stuff is coming to you, it's not quite your stuff yet, but it's your sign that it's on the way, that you're close. It's a beautiful thing. Um, So this is what I took from it. It, That was my driftwood. It's God showing me that I don't have to go running about to try and find this um, partner for me. It's going to be brought to me. I just have to stay aligned. And that's all I'm taking from it. I was telling a friend about it. In fact, I wrote about this in today's email for my members. And he was like really disappointed. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, well, don't be sorry. I am not disappointed. This is only a good thing. I've learned stuff. Some of the stuff I I went through in this uh, brief, but in some ways powerful experience, I will be able to use to help other people. It's only a good thing. And so instead of taking me out of alignment and me seeing it as some kind of a a letdown or something to be disappointed about or a curveball, I didn't even go there. And I'm not like expecting you all to go, well done, Sophie, you're so amazing. Check you out. The reason I'm sharing it is because I didn't used to be like that. And I've worked myself into this place and you can do the same. You can get to a place where you have faith, no matter what happens, whether things are quote unquote good or quote unquote bad, or they seem to go what we'd call right or wrong. It doesn't cause your faith to falter. And I cannot tell you what a joy it is to be in that place. And again, I'm sharing it to inspire you. 
to, to let you know that you two can get here. And then the other thing that my ego really doesn't want me to share is that, okay, again, let me try and make this story shorter. Um, some of you will know that what six, seven-ish months ago, so I think it was July last year, I was like, right, I'm going all in. I'm going to really kind of take these leaps of faith, do things that seem risky to my ego, um, up-level my business, up-level in so many areas, just keep again and again getting out of my what is the comfort zone for my ego and so on and so forth and so one of the things I did was I stopped doing one-to-ones and I started this podcast and I focused on growth for my business so basically I put my outgoings up and my income way down so to my ego that's like what are you doing and to most people they would say what are you doing like the vast majority of people do not take these kind of risks which is why you have to take them if you want to be success, <laughs> successful, not easy for me to say, in a way that isn't ordinary in this human experience. Like if you want to be the same as everyone else, emulate them, of course. And if you want to do something that's out of the ordinary, you have to do things, you have to be ready for the extraordinary and you have to show up with, with actions that back that up. So I knew I leveraged debt. I actually hadn't been in, apart from my mortgage, any debt uh, since I moved into my house when I separated from my ex-husband. I was really, really careful about it because of being a single parent. But I had to get into, well, I didn't have to, have to, but I got into debt for three reasons. One, I needed to pay some uh, court fees uh, to do with issues with um, my financial matters in my divorce. The second one was I bought a car. It's not the fanciest car in the world, but it's a pretty decent car. Um, I don't spend a lot of money on a lot of stuff like going out and holidays and things right now. But that was a priority for me. And it's interesting. A lot of people go, oh, my God, I can't believe you've got that car. It's like, yeah, but you spend that on wine <laughs> or whatever it might be in a month. So there was the, the court fees, the car. And then the third one was my business those of you who uh, do anything anything similar to me any kind of uh, have any kind of business will know that things like getting photos done and web design and so it, it's not cheap if you want to do it properly and I want to do it properly so on purpose I leveraged debt and I kept stepping out of my comfort zone and I knew okay this is gonna get uh, it turned into a bit of an adventure. And so it's like, oh, okay, the, the, the debts are going up, the debts are going up. And I hadn't been in my overdraft until, I don't know, a couple of months ago. I forget when it was now. And then I started to go into my overdraft. It's like, I don't really like this. But some of you will know I have an arrow tattooed on my left wrist. And the the purpose of the arrow or the symbol means that in order to get an arrow to go forward, you have to pull it back. So I'm like, keep thinking this to myself this is the pulling back phase and stage anyway <laughs> get to the point eventually this morning for the first time in many many years I got a text from my bank saying Zophie it didn't say Zophie but you something along the lines of you don't have enough money in your account to cover your standing orders blah 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 um and it's like okay what am I going to do here am I going to freak out Am I going to come out of alignment? Am I going to lose my faith? Or am I going to stand my ground? And I chose the latter. I've had this experience a number of times in my life where on the face of it, everything seems like a mess. But I refuse to believe in it. 
it happened at the start of COVID. I talked about this before. And I went to the lawyer and she said, your money from your ex-husband isn't secure. You need to do X, Y, Z. It's going to cost you this amount. And I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to work. And on the face of it, it was like, oh, my Lord, I'm not going to believe in it. I'm not going to believe in it. This is such a powerful thing to do. And twice today, if not more, I've heard the term rock bottom. And the really exciting thing for me <laughs> is that I know in my bones that this is my financial rock bottom. That things, are, I, I think in the next six months, everything's going to start coming in. And all I have to do is kind of somehow keep afloat in this time. And the reason I'm sharing is I want you to know when things seem effed up for you, you too can have this faith. It doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything. Uh, the, the sort of entrepreneurial part of me, the the hustler in me, the wheeler dealer um, is like, okay, what am I going to do? There, there are things I can do and I will do. But what I won't do is freak out. I might have little moments, little like, whoa, um, but I'm, I'm not going to freak out. I, I did it on purpose. This is part of the process. When you're going through it, the ego is going to want to freak out. It's normal, but I'm not going to give in to that. So I really wanted to share that so that you can, you can follow my progress. You can hopefully be inspired by me and see that if things are messed up for you, you don't have to freak out. We do have other options. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of went on a bit about that, but <laughs> let me. I wanted to share it because it felt important. Okay, so, and also, I'm going for a spa afternoon this afternoon. I cannot wait because the last two and a half weeks, I've had my kids with me, which I love. I, w I would have them with me all the time if I could. Um, but because I had Manifest a Miracle starting, it, it was challenging managing both at the same time, I wouldn't normally have a workshop like that if my if my kids were with me. And so it's been a challenging, just busy, busy time. And I can't wait to go this afternoon and just, just relax. So, okay, I have a question from someone who I know well. She's my friend. She's lovely. She's one of my members as well. And this is going to help a lot of people. So I'm excited to answer it. So she says, how can I stay aligned when I'm in physical pain every day? How can I stay aligned when I'm in physical pain every day? So I'm going to whiz through this quite quickly, basically because uh, I don't have masses of time, but I wanted to do this today. So if questions come up from it, or you like, Sophie, you didn't go into that in enough detail because you spent too long talking about your dates and the fact that you're skint so <laughs> can you do more then let me know because I will I'll speak to it again so the first thing I want to say is I have heaps of compassion for the person asking this question for anyone with similar like I was just talking about it could be a physical thing like you're ill or you're in pain or it could be something like the relationship you're in just keeps dragging you down or your job or financial status, any of those things. There, there are big similarities. Of course, if it's your body, we could possibly argue that it's it's more challenging to sort of not get taken down by. But, but I, in, in either case, any of these things are essentially the same. So what I do want to say is, yeah, I have heaps of compassion for you, anyone going through this. It's not easy. So... 
I, some of you will know, I am hypothyroid. It just basically means I've got an underactive thyroid. I have something called Hashimoto's, which I always think is a funny name. Just means it's an autoimmune disorder and my body attacks my, my own thyroid. It makes perfect sense if you look at what happened in my life before and all of the trauma and stuff. But I've definitely had phases where I felt really, I don't like using this word because it's dramatic language, but exhausted. And like oh my god what what can I do <laughs> like no matter what I do this body is is sort of letting me down and I was just talking with another friend today who is uh, had a migraine and she's had lots of physical things going going on with her and so yeah lots of compassion because when it's a physical thing when it's your body it can feel like this is really messing me up and there's nothing I can do about it so firstly lots of compassion what I next want to say is, yes, it's not easy. Let's just be real about this. It's not easy. However, this is a great big fat, huge however. Easy or, or difficult or challenging rather and impossible are not the same. Just because something isn't easy doesn't mean it's not possible. Doesn't mean it's impossible. So we've got to start here. Okay, I would suggest you use either or both of these mantras. Firstly, I can do anything I set my mind to. I can do anything I set my mind to because it's so easy to get into victim mode, particularly when it's something like this. But that will never, ever, 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 ever serve you. It takes you out of your power. A mantra like I can do anything I set my mind to when it feels good to you, will get you back in your power because it is truth. I talked about this somewhere the other day, how in his one of his books, maybe it was last week's podcast, Neville Goddard said, you are God. Like once you get this and you remember this, it casts a whole other light on everything, whether it's being in physical pain or you're bankrupt or you're homeless, whatever it is. It's like, ah, okay, I'm playing at this game and I'm going to have respect for it, but I'm not going to get completely taken over and taken in by it because I'm going to remember who the frick I am. The second mantra, which some of you will have heard me say many times because I use it a lot, it's really, really helpful. When I was going through my divorce, it totally just saved me. I will make this work for me. I will make this work for me. We see this all the time. It is truth that it's not what happens to you, but it's how you respond to what happens that is that is key in your life. This is why you'll see, obviously, people in the Paralympics and, and stuff who've had terrible things happen to them and these major disabilities, but they don't get beaten down by it. We always have choice. We always have the choice to decide who we're going to be, how we're going to show up, how we are going to respond. This is key, particularly with something like this, where it's so easy to start to get into victim mode and feel disempowered. The, the other thing is to lean away from any sense that God or life or, you know, the universe is punishing you and that something quote unquote bad is happening or something's gone wrong. It's very easy and natural and understandable to do this when we have a sucky experience. But this is never the case. This is never the truth. And again, when you start to to go into that 
horrible deep dark rabbit hole you you step out of your own power and things are not going to be pretty so those of you who've got kids will have seen this maybe you haven't clocked it or noticed it but I remember when my son was little when he was ill he would he would just sleep or when he was a bit older maybe just watch his iPad wouldn't eat wouldn't stress just sleep and he would bounce back really quickly so he would have the illness but what he didn't have accompanying the illness was this narrative in his mind saying oh my god I'm missing school what if my teacher's mad at me how am I gonna catch up there's a vast difference okay between being ill and or in pain and having a negative narrative pertaining to it and being in that same state of illness or pain minus that negative narrative without the pushing against without the story that this is wrong this is bad And that is complete craziness, insanity, anathema to the mind. The mind is like, how could you say cancer is not bad? How could you say death isn't bad? How could you say divorce isn't wrong? When you lean back into the perspective of your higher self, your soul, you start to see things differently. Like Shakespeare said, there's nothing either good or bad, but only thinking makes it so. Like I say, when you're caught up in your mind, You cannot even begin to grasp this, which is why you have to perceive these things from beyond and above the mind, from a broader perspective that sees that nothing is life against you. Life is always for you and responding to you. So it's starting to shift the narrative. You can be ill and or in pain minus the story and this goes for any unwanted situation it's the story that we create that says this is wrong that heaps on so much of what we would feel as the discomfort so Byron Katie's uh, process the work will really help with this observing like mindfulness observing the 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 feeling and the the narrative really really helpful And starting to see that actually pain even in and of itself isn't good or bad. It's it's just a feeling. We don't like it. We don't want it. But that doesn't make it innately or inherently bad. So I can't remember who this quote is from actually. But this is also really helpful to be mindful of here. The body keeps score and it never lies. So one of the things I said to my other friend this morning... Can you believe I've got two friends? <laughs> so says me. Um, when she was talking about why do I always get sick was I want you to completely flip the narrative here. Instead of seeing and sensing and saying that your body is against you and you just keep trying to grow and then it thwarts you, turn it around and, and ask how how is my loyal and loving body serving and responding to me and how can I change to love it more because very commonly what happens is you know like when we say oh, I've got a bad knee or I've got a, a bad head like even that like your knee's not bad <laughs> your, your knee is is wonderful is there it helps you to, to to get about to to walk to climb stairs to do all these different things and when it causes you pain it's responding to how you've been living your life so 
it's it's flipping that and asking the question how could this be the best thing to have happened to me it could be for example okay let's say the example of my friend who's got um, a migraine and, and keeps getting sick. How could this be the best thing? Well, it could be the best thing because it could lead to her slowing down. Like, okay, let me use another example. Someone who works really, really hard, um, is kind of a workaholic, doesn't see his family much, this, that and the other, has a heart attack. Oh my God, this is bad. Nobody wants a heart attack, blah, 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 blah. The story goes. How could this be the best thing to have happened? This heart attack could be the thing that gets him to change his job, to go part-time, to start up a hobby he used to do, whatever it might be. (laughs) When it gets to a physical ailment, there's a lot of momentum behind, behind what's happening. So if we were to be more aware and catch it much earlier... We wouldn't need to get to the point where there's a physical ailment, okay? But that's what it takes. That's what it takes. That could be the thing that gets you to make the shift. Each of us has different rock bottoms and we all get to decide where is that going to be. And so, yeah, flip it. Ask, how could this be the best thing to have happened? And also, what would love do? Like if your friend was in this situation or your child or you really loved yourself and, and you you had this pain what would love say to you and in in terms of the person asking the question it might be love would say slow down I mean this is just you know I'm saying this a lot it's obviously um as as Stefan speaks would say in my spirit (laughs) um yeah it it's it's slow down slow down breathe listen to me, love on me, respect me, be loyal back to me, allow me to support you in the way that I desire to. Slow down, be gentle with yourself. So what would love what would love have me do and then and then the mind goes well I can't just leave my job I can't just get my kids adopted or whatever yeah that's very much the nature of the ego well how can we lean into this how can you lean into treating your body in a way that is conducive to it being able to show up and love you so totally flip the script on that so the thing that I was talking about right at the start when I was babbling on is is faith Okay, and really, when you get this, that it's just you and you. I think of it as like our our human selves with a small Y, and then our higher selves, our, our sort of God selves with a capital Y. We are working in communion, in union, in in cooperation with one another. If we allow it to be that way, and so when you have this faith that this illness or this pain or this whatever curveball it appears to be isn't life beating up on you it's it's getting you ready for your dreams and your desires because if you are being hard on yourself and you're saying yes when you mean no and you're people pleasing for example and what you're asking for is this peaceful idyllic joyful life those two 
it can't work together. You have to let go of the one to allow in the other. And so this experience of being in pain, for example, is there to show you, look, you're doing these things that don't marry up with the things you're asking for. So I'm showing you lovingly in order that you can let go of these things. So really, when you have faith, everything shifts, everything changes. The other thing that again, I said briefly, briefly to my friend this morning was, have moments of being like sorry for yourself, crying, being in victim mode. Have those moments. That's not bad. It's not wrong. But just don't stay there. Have ways to bring yourself back out. Like, right, I'm going to make this work for me. Um, I can do anything I set my mind to. I'm God in a human body. And seeing as I know this, what am I going to do about this? Miracles are possible for me. And seeing as I remember this now... How am I going to show up? How am I going to feel? What am I going to do? So you want to have this careful balance between having compassion for yourself, but not enabling yourself to stay in this place, because obviously the latter will not serve you. So heaps and heaps and heaps of compassion but not allowing yourself to sink into that victim mode. It might not be easy that does not mean it's impossible. You can do anything you set your mind to. The entire universe is conspiring in every moment, at every juncture, in your favor, no matter how it seems. Your mind will not agree with this. Your ego will absolutely find this distasteful, but it makes it no less true. I promise you, if I can stand and face things that seem really maybe insurmountable or crappy and not falter one bit, so can you. I promise you. Okay, I really hope that's helpful. As I said earlier, if questions come up from this, please let me know. Oh, and quickly before I go... um. Two things. I'm starting Manifesting Miracles the the next round on the 8th of March. If you feel like you want to join, please drop me a message. Email me info at relaxmehappy.co.uk or DM me on Instagram. Um, or you can send me a text. You can get my number from, from my website. I would love for you to join. It is just it's such positive, empowering content. And Everyone I've taken through it has really, really enjoyed it and benefited from it. it it's £100 for the four weeks. You can just message me if you want more details. But I'd love you to join if you feel called. And I'm going to do a small, just like a really small handful of one-to-ones between now and the end of February. These will be one-to-one sessions focused on anything pertaining to mindset manifestation and kind of up-leveling. If even if you do one session, you will get so much from it. Um, mostly it's about the positivity and the alignment that I share that kind of rubs off on you. So if you're interested in doing one of those sessions, it will be online. Then also, please be in touch. Okay, super hope you found that helpful. I am shortly, once I finished editing this and putting it out, going to go and relax on my spa afternoon. Might never come back from that because it might be too relaxing. But assuming I do, I will be back here next week and I hope you have a really wonderful rest of your day. Lots of love.